0: Act Two of *Love and a Bottle* by George Farquhar. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One, Lovewell's Lodgings. Enter Lovewell, Roebuck, and Brush.
1: Oh, my conscience! The fawning creature loves you.
2: Hey the constant effects of debauching a woman are that she infallibly loves the man for doing the business and he certainly hates her but what company is she like to have at this same widow's brush
3: oh the best of company sir a poet lives there sir
2: they are the worst company for they're ill-natured
3: ay sir but it does nobody any harm for these fellows that get bread by their wits are always forced to eat their words they must be good-natured spite of their teeth sir tis said he pays his lodgings by cracking some smutty jests with his landlady overnight for she's very well pleased with his natural parts while roebuck and brush converse together lovewell
0: seems to project something by himself
3: what other lodges are there one newly entered a young squire just come from the university a mere
2: peripatetic i warrant him a very pretty family, a heathen philosopher, an English poet, and an Irish horror. Had the landlady but a Highland piper to join with them, she might set up for a collection of monsters. Anybody within? Slaps Lovewell on the shoulder.
1: Yes, you are my friend. All my thoughts were employed about you. In short, I have one request to make. That you would renounce your loose wild courses and lead a sober life as I do.
2: That I will, if you grant me a boon.
1: You shall have it, be it what it will.
2: That you would relinquish your precise sober behaviour and live like a gentleman as I do.
1: That I can't grant.
2: Then we're off. Though, should your women prove no better than your wine, my debaucheries will foreshorten themselves for want of temptation.
1: Our women are worse than our wine. Our claret has but a little of the French in it, but our wenches have the devil and all. They are both adulterated, to prevent the inconveniences of which I'll provide you an honorable mistress.
2: An honorable
1: mistress? What's that? A virtuous lady, whom you must love and court, the surest method of reclaiming you. As thus, those superfluous pieces you throw away in wine may be laid out... To the poor? No, no, in sweet-powder, cravats, garters, snuff-boxes, ribbons, coach-hire, and chair-hire. Those idle hours which you misspend with lewd, sophisticated wenches must be dedicated...
2: To the church?
1: No, to the innocent and charming conversation of your virtuous mistress, by which means the two most exorbitant debaucheries, drinking and whoring, will be retrenched.
2: A very fine retrenchment, truly. I must first despise the honest, jolly conversation at the tavern, for the foppish, affected, dull, insipid entertainment at the chocolate-house must quit my freedom with ingenious company to harness myself to foppery among the fluttering crowd at Cupid's livery-boys. The second article is that I must resign the company of lewd women for that of my innocent mistress—that is, I must change my easy natural sin of wenching— to that constrained debauchery of lying and swearing the many lies and oaths that i made to thy sister will go nearer to damn me than if i had enjoyed her a hundred times over
1: oh roebuck your reason will maintain the contrary when you are in love
2: that is when i have lost my reason come come a wench a wench a soft white easy consenting creature prithee ned leave mustiness and show me the varieties of the town
1: a wench is the least variety look out see what a numerous train drip along the street there pointing outwards
2: oh venus oh these fine stately creatures
0: very well ned runs out Lovell catches him and pulls him back
2: prithee let me go tis a deed of charity i'm quite starved i'll just take a snap and be with you in the twinkling. As you are my friend, We must go.
1: Then we must break for ever. Quits him. He that will leave his friend for a whore, I reckon a commoner in friendship as in love.
2: If you saw how ill that serious face becomes a fellow of your years, you would never wear it again. Youth is taking in any masquerade but gravity.
1: Though lewdness suits much worse with your circumstances, sir. Roebuck
0: aside,
2: ay, these circumstances, damn these circumstances, dare yes, hamstring me, this poverty how it makes a man sneak aloud, well, prithee, let's know this devilish virtuous lady by the circumstances of my body I shall soon be off or on with her.
1: know then, for thy utter condemnation that she's a lady of eighteen beautiful witty and nicely virtuous
2: a lady of eighteen good beautiful better witty best of all now with these three qualifications if she be nicely virtuous then i'll henceforth adore everything that wears a petticoat witty and virtuous (laughs) why tis as inconsistent in ladies as gentlemen and were i to debauch one for a wager her wit would be my board. Come, come, the forbidden fruit was plucked from the tree of knowledge, boy.
1: Right. But there was a cunninger devil than you to tempt. I'll assure you, George, your rhetoric would fail you here. She would worst you at your own weapons.
2: Hey, or any man in England, if she be eighteen, as you say.
1: Have a care, man. This satire will get you torn in pieces by the females. You'll fall into Orpheus's fate.
2: Orpheus was a blockhead, and deserved his fate. Why? Because he went to hell for a wife. Lovewell, aside.
1: This happens right. Aloud. But you shall go to heaven for a mistress. You shall court this divine creature. I don't desire you to fall in love with her. I don't intend you should marry her neither. But you must be convinced of the chastity of the sex. Though if you should conquer her... The spoil, you rogue, will be glorious, and infinitely worth the pains in attaining.
2: Aye, but, Ned, my circumstances, my circumstances.
1: Come, you shan't want money.
2: Then I dare attempt it. Money is the sinews of love as of war. Gad friend, doubt the bravest pimp I ever heard of. Well, give me directions to sail by, the name of my port, lead me pockets an end for the keep of good hope
1: you need no directions as to the manner of courtship
2: no i have seen some few principles on which my courtships founded which seldom fail to let a lady rely on my modesty but to depend myself altogether upon my impudence to use a mistress like a deity in public but like a woman in private to be as cautious then of asking an impertinent question as afterwards of telling a story, remembering that the tongue is the only member that can hurt a lady's honour, though touched in the tenderest part.
1: Oh, but to a friend, George, you'll tell a friend your success?
2: No, not to her very self. It must be as private as devotion. No blabbing, unless a squalling brat peeps out to tell tales. But where lies my course?
1: Brush shall show you the house. The lady's name is Lucinda. Her mother and father dead. She's heiress to twelve hundred a year. But above all, observe this. She has a page which you must get on your side. Tis a very pretty boy. I presented him to the lady about a fortnight ago. He's your countryman, too. He brought me a letter from my sister, which I have about me. Here, you may read it.
2: Roebuck aside. Ay, tis her hand. I know it well and I almost blushed to see it. Reads Dear brother, a lady of my acquaintance, lately dying, begged me, as her last request, to provide for this boy who was our page. I hope I have obeyed my friend's last command, and obliged a brother by sending him to you. Predispose of him as much as you can for his advantage. All friends are well, and I am your affectionate sister. Leanthe.
0: While he reads, Lovewell converses in dumb show with Brush.
2: "'All friends are well. Is that all? Not a word of poor Roebuck? I wonder she mentioned nothing of my misfortunes to her brother. But she has forgot me already. A true woman still. Well, I may excuse her, for I am making all the haste I can to forget her.'" Lovell, aside to Brush,
1: Be sure you have an eye upon him, and come to me presently at Widow Bullfinch's. Well, George, you won't communicate your success?
2: You may guess what you please. I'm as merry after a mistress as after a bottle. All air, brimful of joy, like a bumper of claret, smiling and sparkling.
1: Then you'll certainly run over.
2: No, no, nor shall I drink to anybody. Exeunt severally.
0: Scene two. A room in Widow bullfinch's house. A flute and music book upon the table. A case of toys hanging up. Enter Rigadoon leading in mock mode by both hands. He sings and mock mode dances awkwardly.
4: Club follows. Cow dow de row, one, two. Cow dow de row, coupe. Cow dow de row, very well. Tow go row Wrong. Tow down de row Ties out. Tow go de row Observe time. Very well, sir. You shall dance as well as any man in England. You have an excellent disposition in your limbs, sir. Observe me, sir.
0: Dance is a new minuet. At every cut, Club makes an awkward imitation by leaping up.
4: And so forth,
0: sir.
5: I'm afraid we shall disturb my landlady.
4: Landlady? Oh, you must have a care of that. She'll never pardon you, landlady. Every woman from a countess to a kitchen wench is madame, and every man from a lord to a lackey, sir.
5: Must I then lose my title of squire? Squire Machmote?
4: by all means sir uh, squire and phil with the same thing here
5: that's very comical faith but is there an act of parliament for that mr rickadoon well since i can't be a squire i'll do as well i have a great estate and want only to be a great beau to qualify me either for a knight or a lord by the universe i have a great mind to bind myself prentice to a beau. Could I but dance well, push well, play upon the flute, and swear the most modish oaths, I would set up for quality with every young nobleman of em all. Pray, what are the most fashionable oaths in town? Zounds, I take it, is a very becoming one.
4: Zounds is only used by disbanded officers and bullies, but zounds is the bow pronunciation.
6: Zounds? Zounds
4: yes sir we swear as we dance smooth and with a cadence zounds tis harmonious and pleases the ladies because tis soft zounds Madame, is the only compliment our great beau pass on a lady
5: but suppose the lady speaks to me what must i say
4: nothing sir you must take snush and make her an humble cringe thus
0: bows foppishly and takes snush mock imitates him
4: awkwardly and taking snush sneezes oh what sir you must never sneeze tis as unbecoming after orangery as grace after meat
5: i thought people took it to clear the brain
4: the beaux have no brains at all sir their skull is a perfect snush-box, and I heard a physician swear, who opened one of them, that the three divisions of his head were filled with orangery, bergamot, and plain Spanish.
5: Sounds, I must sneeze. Oh. Oh, bless me.
4: Oh, fie, Mr. Machmoud, what a rustic of expression that is. Bless me you should upon all occasions cry damn me you would be as nauseous to the ladies as one of the old patriarchs if you used that obsolete expression
0: club aside
6: i find that going to the devil is very modish in this town aloud pray master dancing master what religion may these bows be of
4: A sort of indians in their religion They worship the first thing they see in the morning.
5: What's that, sir?
4: Their own shadows in the glass, and some of them such ellish faces as might frighten them into devotion.
5: Then they are Indians, right, for they worship the devil.
4: Then you shall be as great a beau as any of them. But you must be sure to mind your dancing.
5: Is uh, not music very convenient too? i can play in the bells and maiden fair already alamir bifabemir jesulfa de la sole Ela, Efo, i have all by heart already but i have been plaguyly puzzled about the etymology of these notes and certainly a man cannot arrive at any perfection unless he understands the derivation of the terms
4: oh once that's easy faults and all right. Were two famous German musicians, and the rest were Italians.
5: But why are there only seven?
4: From a prodigious great bass viol with seven strings that played a jig called the Music of the Spheres. The seven planets were nothing but fiddle strings.
5: Then your stars have made you a dancing master?
4: Oh, Lord, sir. Iphangorus was a dancing master he showed the creation to be a country dance where after some antic changes all the parts fell into their places and there they stand ready till the next squeak of a philosopher's fiddle sets em dancing again
6: sir here comes the pushing master
4: then i'll be gone but you must have a care of pushing sir we will spoil the niceness of your steps learn a flourish or two and that's all the bow can have occasion for.
0: Exit. Enter nimble wrist,
5: Oh, Mr. Nimblewrist, I crave you ten thousand pardons by the universe.
7: That was a home thrust. Good sir, I hope you're for a breathing this morning. Takes down a foil. I'll assure you, Mr. Machmode, you will make an excellent swordsman. You're as well shaped for fencing as any man in Europe the duke of burgundy is just of your make he pushes the finest of any man in france sa sa like lightning
5: i'm much in love with fencing but i think Max is the best play
7: oh lard sir have you ever been in france sir
5: no sir but i understand the geography of it france is bounded over the north of the rhine
7: no sir A Frenchman is bounded on the north with court, on the south with tierce, and so forth. Tis a noble art, sir, and every one that wears a sword is obliged by his tenure to learn. The rules of honour are engraved on my hilt, and my blade must maintain them, my swords my herald, and the bloody hand my coat of arms. And how long have you professed this noble art, sir? Truly, sir, I served an apprenticeship to this trade, sir. What? Are you a corporation, then? Yes, sir, the surgeons have taken us into theirs, because we make so much work for them. But as I was telling you, sir, I professed the science till the wars broke out. But then, when everybody got commissions, I put in for one, served the campaigns in Flanders, and when the peace broke out, was disbanded. So among a great many other poor rogues am forced to betake to my old trade. Now the public quarrel's ended, I live by private ones. I still live by dying, as the song goes, sir. While we have English courages, French honour, and Spanish blades among us, I shall live, sir.
5: Surely your sword and skill to the King great service abroad?
7: Yes, sir. I killed above fifteen of our own officers by private duels in the camp, sir. Killed him fairly. Killed him thus, sir. Sa, saw, saw, saw. Perry, perry, perry. Pushes
0: Mockmote on the ribs. He strikes Nimble Wrist over the head and breaks the foil.
6: What's the name of that thrust, pray, sir? O oh, Lord, sir.
7: He did not touch me. Not in the least, sir. The foil was cracked. A palpable crack
0: blood runs down his face
6: a very palpable crack truly your skull is only cracked palpably cracked that's all
5: well sir if you please to teach me my honours my dancing master has forbidden me any more lest i should discompose my steps
7: your dancing master is a blockhead sir reenter rigadoon
4: i forgot my gloves and so oh sir he calls you blockhead by the universe zoon sir
7: zoon sir
4: i have more wit in the sole of my foot than you have in your whole body aye
7: sir you capers dance all your brains into your heels which makes you carry such empty noddles your rationals reversed carrying your understanding in your legs your wit is the perfect Antipodes to other men's.
4: And what are you, good monsieur? Sa sa! Stand upon your guard, Mr. Mockmode. He's the greatest falsifier in his art. You'll fill your head so full of French principles of honour that you won't have one of honesty left. His breastplate there he calls the butt of honour, at which all the fools in the kingdom shoot, and not one can hit the target. You talk of
7: Robin Hood, who never shot in his bow, sir. You dancers are the battle-doors of the nation that toss the light, foppish shuttlecocks to and again to get yourselves in heat. Have a care, Mr. Mahmoud. This fellow will make a mere grasshopper of you. Sir, you're the grand pimp to foppery and lewdness, and the devil and dancing master dance a caranto over the whole
4: kingdom. A pimp, sir? What then, sir? I engage couples into the bed of love, but you match them in the bed of honour. We only juggle people out of their chastity, but you cheat them out of their lives. Oh We shall have you, Mr. Mockmode, grinning in the bed of honour, as if you laughed at the fool who must be hanged for you. Which is best, Mr. Nimblewrist? An easy minuet or a Tyburn jig? Don't provoke my
7: sword, sir, lest that art you so revile should revenge itself. For every one of you that live by dancing should die by pushing, sir.
4: And every man that lives by pushing should die dancing, I take it? Zoon,
7: sir, what do you
4: mean? Nothing, sir. Tao Tao dee Rao Dances. This takes the ladies, Mr. Mockmode. This runs away with all the great fortunes in town. Though you be a fool, a fop, a coward, dance well and you captivate the ladies. The moving a man's limbs pliantly does the business. If you want a fortune, come to me. Sal, dal,
7: Dances. No, no, to me, sir. Sa. Sa, does your business soonest with a woman? A clean and manly extension of all your parts. Ha! Carrying a true point is the matter. Sa, 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 defend yourself! Pushes at Rigadoon,
0: who dances and sings, retiring off the stage. Enter Widow
8: Bullfinch. Oh, goodness! What are rooms here? Could not these fellows wipe their feet before they came up? And here's such a tripping and such a stomping that they have broke down all the ceiling. You dancing and fancy masters have been the downfall of many houses. Get out of my doors! My house was never in such a pickle. You country gentlemen, newly come to London, like your own spaniels out of a pond, must be shaking the water off and bespatter everybody about you.
0: Machmode, having taken snush, offering to sneeze, sneezes in her face.
5: So's, madam. Ah! Bless me,
0: damn me! I mean, Widow Bullfinch, aside.
8: He is tainted. These cursed flies have blown upon him already. Sa, sah, defend Flanconard, madam. Ah, uh, Mister Mockmode. My pushing and dancing days are done. But I had a son, Mr. Machmode, that would match you. Ah, my poor Robin. He died of an apoplexy. He was as pretty a young man as ever stepped in a black leather shoe. He was as like you, Mr. Machmode, as one egg is like another. He died like an angel. But I'm sure he might have recovered, but for the physicians. Oh, these doctors! These doctors!
5: Bless the doctors, I say, for I believe they killed my honest old father.
8: Aye, that is true. If my Robin had left me an estate, I should have said so, too.
5: Zounds, <laughs> madam. You must not be melancholy, madam.
8: Well, sir i hope you'll give us the beverage of your fine clothes i'll assure you sir they fit you very well and i like your fancy mightily
5: ay ay madam but what's most modish for beverage for i suppose the fashion of that alters always for the clothes
8: the tailors are the best judges of that but champagne i suppose
5: is champagne a tailor mm now methinks that were a fitter name for a wig maker i think they call my wig a campaign
8: you're clear out sir clear out champagne is a fine liquor which all your great beau drink to make em witty
5: witty oh by the universe i must be witty i'll drink nothing else i never was witty in all my life i love jokes dearly here club bring us a bottle of what you call it her. The witty liquor. Exit club.
8: But I thought all you that were bred at university should be wits naturally.
5: The quite contrary, madam. There's no such thing there. We dare not have wit there for fear of being counted rakes. Your solid philosophy is all read there, which is clear another thing. But now I will be a wit by the universe. I must get acquainted with the great poets. Landlady, you must introduce me
8: oh dear me sir would you ruin me i introduce you no widow dare be seen with a poet for fear she should be thought to keep him
5: keep him Uh, what's that they keep nothing but sheep in the country i hope they don't fleece the
8: wits. alas sir they have no fleeces there's a great cry but little wool However, if you would be acquainted with the poets, I can prevail with a gentleman of my acquaintance to introduce you. Tis one Lovewell, a fine gentleman that comes here sometimes.
5: Lovewell? By the universe, my arrival. I heard of him in the country. Well, this puts me in mind of my mistress. Zounds, I'm certainly become a beau already. "'for I was so in love with myself I quite forgot her. "'I have a note in my pocket-book to find her out by.'
0: "'Pulls out a large pocket-book, turning over the leaves, reads to himself.
5: "'Sixpence for washing, tuppence to the maid, "'sixpence for snush, one shilling for buttered ale. "'By the universe, I have lost the directions. "'Hark ye, madam, does the same Lovewell come off in here, say you?'
8: yes sir very often there's a lady of his acquaintance a lodger in the house just now
5: a lady of his acquaintance a lodger in the house just now of his acquaintance do you say
8: yes and a pretty lady too
5: and it comes often here you say oh by the universe should i happen to lodge in the same house with my mistress egad it must be the same can you tell the woman's name stay is her name lucinda
8: perhaps it may sir but i believe she's a widow for she has a young son and i'm sure tis legitimately begotten for tis the bravest child you shall see in a summer's day tis not like one of our pewling brats or the town here born with the diseases of half a dozen fathers about it
5: by the universe i don't remember whether my mistress is maid or widow but a widow so much the better for all your london widows are devilish rich they say she came in a coach did she not madam
8: yes sir yes
5: then tis infallibly she does she not always go out in a coach
8: she has not stirred abroad since she came sir
5: oh i was told she was very reserved though tis very much of a widow i have often heard my mother say that sitting at home and silence were very becoming in a maid and she has often chid my sister dorothy for gadding out to the meadows and tumbling among the cocks with the haymakers egad i am the most lucky son of a whore i was wrapped in the tale of my mother's smock landlady
0: inter servant
8: oh but this lady sir madam here's a gentleman below who wants to speak with you instantly with me child sir i'll wait on you in a minute
0: exit with servant re-enter club with wine and glasses
5: is that the witty liquor oh, come fill the glasses now that i have found my mistress i must next find my wits
6: so you have need master for those that find a mistress are generally out of their wits
0: gives him a glass
5: come fill for yourself
0: they jingle and drink
5: but where's the wit now, Club? Have you found it?
6: Egad, Master, I think tis a very good jest. What? What? Why drinking? You'll find, Master, that this same gentleman in the straw doublet, this same will o the wisp, is a wit at the bottom. Phil's. Here, here, Master, how it puns and quibbles in the glass.
5: By the universe, now I have it. The wit lies in the jingling. All wit consists most in jingling. Hear how the glasses rhyme to one another.
6: What, master? Are these wits so apt to clash?
0: Jingle the glasses.
5: Oh, by the universe, by the universe, this is wit. Breaks them. My landlady is in the right. I have often heard there was wit in breaking glasses. It would be a very good joke to break the flask now
6: i find then that this same wit is very brittle ware but i think sir twere no joke to spill the wine
5: Ay, there suggests, a sirrah all wit consists in losing there was never anything got by it i fancy this same wine is all sold at will's coffee-house do you know the way thither sirrah i long to see mr comic and mr taggrime with the rest of em i wonder how they look certainly these poets must have something extraordinary in their faces OF ALL THE RARITIES OF THE TOWN, I LONG TO SEE NOTHING MORE THAN THE POETS IN BEDLAM. COME IN, CLUB, I MUST GO PRACTICE MY HONORS. TOL, DOLE, it ALL!
0: EXIT DANCING AND CLUB TOPING SCENE THREE, ANOTHER ROOM IN THE SAME ENTER LOVEWELL AND WIDOW Bullfinch.
8: Oh, MR. LOVEWELL, YOU COME JUST IN THE NICK I was ready to spoil all by telling him that she was a stranger and just now come.
1: Well, my dear madam, be cautious for the future. Tis the most fortunate chance that ever befell me. T'ere convenient we had the other lodgers of our side.
8: There's nobody but Mr. Lyric. And you had as safely tell a secret over a groaning cheese as to him. How so? Why, well, you must know that he has been lying in these four months of a play. And he has got all the muses about him, a parcel of the most tattling gossips.
1: Come, come, no more words. But to our business, I will certainly reward you. But have you any good hopes of its succeeding? Very well,
8: of the squire's side. But I'm afraid your widow would never play her part. She's so awkward and so sullen.
1: Go, you, and instruct her while I manage affairs abroad. She's always raving
8: of one roebuck. Prithee, who is this same roebuck? Ah, Mr. Lovewell, I'm afraid this widow of yours is something else at the bottom. I'm afraid there has been a dog in the well.
1: Exit. Enter brush. So, sirrah, where have you left the gentleman? In a friend's house, sir. What friend? Why, a tavern. What took him there? A coach, Sir,
3: how do you mean a coach and six, Sir? No less, I'll assure you, Sir. A coach and six, yes, sir, six hase and a carted board. he picked em all up in the street and is gone with this splendid retinue into the sun by Covent Garden. I asked him what he meant. He told me that he only wanted to wet when the very sight of him turned my stomach.
1: The fellow will have his swing though he hang for it however run to him and bid him take the name of Mockmode, call himself Mockmode upon all occasions and tell him that he shall find me here about four in the afternoon ask no questions but fly exit brush so his usurping that name gives him a title to court lucinda by which i shall discover her inclinations to this machmode whose coming to town has certainly occasioned her quarrel with me while I set the hound himself upon a wrong scent and ten to one provide for mistress trudge by the bargain tis said one can't be a friend and a lover but opposite to that this plot shall prove I'll serve my friend by what assists my love exit
6: End of act two